I love the East, I love the West, the North and South, they're both the best. But I'll only go there as a guest, cause I love being here with you. I love the sea, I love the shore, I love the rocks and what is more. With you there, they'd never be a bore. Cause I love being here with you. Welcome to the Pocono Morning Podcast, brought to you by Quiet Light Films, bringing forth beautiful and compelling stories from the Poconos, which seek to reveal our relationships with nature, the arts, and ourselves. I'm your host, Susan Watkins. Today we're speaking with Denny Carrig, one of the owners of the historic, famous and beautiful Deerhead Inn in Delaware Water Gap, Pennsylvania. Good morning, Denny. Morning, Susan. Thanks for inviting me on. So glad to have you, and I understand you're not the only owner at the Deerhead, so can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, the, the, the bank is the owner. <laughs> uh, there's, uh, there's four partners, co-partners. We got together. Um, my sister, Mary Carrig, is one. Bob Mancuso, a fellow I've known most of my life, went to school with and stuff. And we've been going to the Deerhead a lot of our lives. And his son, Jason, who is also a big jazz fan, and um, became one of the partners, too. Well, for those people who may not know what the Deerhead is, can you enlighten us a little bit about what is the Deerhead and do you have the history for us? Well, the Deerhead Inn is the oldest continuously running jazz club in the country. Um, and... I say that much too often, uh, but we got to get it out there. It's in, and it's it's good, it's a great venue for uh, mostly live jazz, and the musicianship is, uh, for the most part, world class. There's a lot of famous players that have played there over the years. Um, the building and the the structure of the Deerhead Inn is, well, 1853 they started construction on it actually. Then it was called um, the the Central House, um, and it's always been an inn from the start. The construction finished in 1865. I, I don't. There was three different um, times of construction. I, I'm not sure why. If the Civil War had anything to do with this, you know, the slowdown or whatever. But the date that it was finished is 1865. It became. They had music periodically over the years, um, and in the 40s the late 40s, they started to have some Dixieland music. Then new owners bought the place in 1950, uh, Bob and Faye Lair. And Bob was a, a, a great jazz fan. And is the, lar- the large reason that it's, the main reason that it's the oldest continuously running jazz club in the country is because of Bob. And he, the, the story goes that he wanted to have uh, music there. He was looking around for some musicians. Well, the Penn Stroud Hotel, which is a, uh, is a big hotel in, in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, was having um, music venues, and they, they wouldn't let these guys perform like, uh, uh, during the Easter, Easter weekend, I think. It was Good Friday or something. And Bob said, well, come on over to the Deerhead. I'd love to have you guys. And so- they did. So it wasn't necessarily always a jazz club. It was an inn that right. turned into a jazz club right. and is still an inn, as yeah. you say. And yeah. since Bob, uh, it's been a continuously running jazz club, which 
like I said, it's the oldest one in the country. There's no one, no other uh, venue that's run continuously since 1950, actually, until wow. today. Oh, that's great. So it's an inn as well, so we can't forget that. And I understand you recently, I guess it's been a couple of years now, renovated um, upstairs. So you do take in guests overnight. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful and it's a four-story building that we pretty much uh, took apart and put back together. And we did most of the work ourselves. That's that's the only reason we can afford to, could afford to get involved in this in the first place, because we all had different skills that way. Um, so there's we we made it in there's it's a four-story building the first floor is a dining room and where the music is is uh, played and the second floor is apartments and the third and fourth floors are ten rooms that we renovated um, two suites and eight singles where people can come and stay for the evening listen to the music and all you have to do is get up the stairs afterwards. Oh. That's great. And so you said the history dates back, at least as a jazz club, since uh, 1950, but it was started in the 1800s, even before the Civil War. So that's an amazing history. In yeah, a lot of history in the building. Yeah. yeah. What, so are you open every day of the week, um, or what are your hours? Usually uh, Thursday through Sunday, um, from 5.30 to around midnight or so. We serve dinner from... 5.30 to 9.30, and then a bar menu from 9.30 to 10.30, it continues, and then we shut it down when the music's usually from uh, 8 to 11, uh, 7 to 11, and then when that's done, people wander out, and then we, we close. And the last, now we have the last Monday of the month, we have a big band that plays there every every last Monday of the month. They're great. The Water Gap uh, Jazz Orchestra. They were, a lot of the members were initially part of Phil Woods' uh, band. Phil just passed away, but Phil was, was uh, and is a national uh, NEA jazz master. And uh, he's won four Grammys. I think he was nominated for seven. He's Charlie Parker's protege, maybe, I guess. And he, he lived in the Gap, and he's largely an, another big uh, reason why jazz in the Deerhead continued and in the Gap was because of Phil. So were most of the musicians local? Um, a lot of them relocated there. Uh, and they became, the Deerhead was like the nucleus of the jazz community. And then from there, a lot of these guys mentored a lot of young musicians coming up. So we have guys that are playing there now. They, the, well, an example is Matt Vaslishin is the um, director of the Water Gap Jazz Orchestra. Well, Matt was an original Coda Cat. Coda uh, Cat is, Coda is the celebration of the arts. It's um, a festival that's been going on in the Delaware Water Gap, a jazz festival, an arts festival for uh, over 40 years. And about three years into the festival, Phil came up with the idea, well, let's get these kids into an orchestra, a young jazz orchestra, we'll audition them. And so they got that together, and then these, these kids, in about a 50-mile radius, uh, auditioned for this orchestra, and then they get the opportunity to work with all these great jazz players that come in and coach them pretty much privately. 
Wow. Um, and so we, they got, uh, they, they were able to mentor um, a large populace of, of young musicians, which Matt Vaslishin was one of the first. Uh, he was a Kodakat, and now he went on to uh, get his doctorate at Miami, which is a great um, jazz program. It's a great music program. And now he's back in the Poconos conducting the orchestra, and he goes into New York occasionally or tours occasionally with uh, Dave Liebman, who's another NEA jazz master. We just happen to have these all these guys here in the... In the uh, wow, in Delaware Water Gap. Well, in the that area, was, yeah. yeah. In the area. Yeah. And the Coda Festival, of course, is the weekend after Labor Day weekend every year, right? Yeah, because it always rains Labor Day weekend. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> well, not only that, but it's it's a good way to remember it. It's always the weekend after, and right. you don't have other plans to right. go out or whatever the yeah. case may be, and you don't have to compete with anything. So when the Coda Festival's going on, the Deer Head is busier than usual, right? Oh, it's our biggest weekend of the year, yeah. It, it's a little crazy. We work a lot, but uh, that's how we pay our taxes. <laughs> the hours of operation were Thursday through Sunday and it's evenings so obviously it's all about the music and yeah. dinner would you call it a supper club uh, yeah I guess uh, well uh, I mean you go there to have dinner and listen and enjoy to great, great music. music yeah yeah, so yeah. We could call that I mean you can you don't have to have supper dinner club of sorts yeah yeah I guess I think of it as a supper club you go there to have <laughs> dinner and listen to great music and you know because you're not open for lunch and um, you know you're not just open if there's not any music to be a bar just to hang out right yeah we, we did have a, a Sunday brunch but uh, and, and Saturday and Sunday actually but that got kind of difficult uh, we to keep a, a chef for only working two two days, so we, yeah. we, we kind of bagged that. But we have a great chef now that cooks some fabulous meals. Yeah? Give us a for instance, uh, what would you find on the menu at the Deerhead? Well, he does a great job with uh, salmon, different salmon fillets, uh, and of course, steak, and then he comes up with a lot of uh, tasty dishes in between. He comes up with... Um, Every every week he comes up with new combinations for the for the menu specials. Yeah. So um, it's a restaurant again. We talked about it's open in the evening, but you're primarily there for the music. And I I have to mention that I must admit, uh, in my 17 years here in the Poconos, and I've been to the Deerhead, you know, many times. Um, I've come across some people who said, do you know that I went to the deer head and paid a cover charge to get in and they were shushing me? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and some people don't take that very well. So maybe you want to explain a little bit about that philosophy. Well, I mean, that's pretty much, that just evolved from, from different patrons coming and wanting to listen to the music and, and they didn't come to hear your conversation while they're listening. Uh, so and they pretty much um, monitored that themselves. I mean, it's not that it's not a specific policy at the Deerhead. Some I, we we ask people sometimes if we're recording, or if it's a particularly um, uh, like it's a solo piano or something that that we'd appreciate it if they just keep their conversations to a minimum. Uh, um, so, but then some other people, like I said, the, the patrons who came to listen would would turn around and say, hey. You know, or sometimes a little more vocal and sometimes 
obscene, but, <laughs> <laughs> but they got the message, and yes. it's great. It's it's a really it's a listening house, yes. and we're really proud of that. And a lot of musicians know that, and that's why it's, they come. It's not background music. No. It's not elevator no. music. It's no. not no. even no, you, you your come. typical dinner music. Is you're you're having dinner and talking, and there's something in the background. Yeah, this is you're there to listen to this music. Mm, yeah, that's right. Not yeah, yeah. The, the meal is delicious, but that's secondary compared to the music. I mean, it's the music, like I said, is pretty much world class. There's a lot of great players that have played there. You had mentioned recording. You do record there. I understand uh, there's a, a sub-organization, if you would call it, uh, yeah. Deadhead Records. Yeah, Can you my, tell us about that? My sister and I and uh, another friend who's helped us out a lot, <coughs> Sonny Mary. Sonny's a, a lawyer in town and a, a great guy and great supporter of the arts. We were talking about maybe doing some kind of, because we have all this great music, doing a series of live recordings. And it just so happens the synchronicity of the whole thing was um, Bill Goodwin at the same time was, th Bill is a very famous um, jazz drummer who drummed with Phil Woods for over 40 years. And Bill is also a great record producer. And he wanted to, he had some recordings that he did of Phil and he wanted, he was looking to do something maybe about doing live recordings at the Deerhead. So we all got together and then we just, and then we invited his sister to join us too, Jill Goodwin, who was Phil Woods' widow and Richard Burton, the head of Vector Disc Records and our main distributor. And we all got together and formed Deerhead Records in, I think it was, I'm not sure if it was the end of 2013 into 2014. So our goal was to do 10, 10 records in the series and then see what happens after that. Because um, it's just tough to get the bread together to do them. Yeah. Uh, so what did that take then? You mean you had to get the recording equipment. Obviously, the acoustics need to be right for a recording. Yeah. So, so it's actually live. Somebody's got to edit it afterwards, I assume. Right, yep. And then how do you distribute? At the Deerhead or online? or? Uh, yeah, at the Deerhead and online. And now the change in the industry is all, you know, it's on, on the, the, the recordings. I mean, it, we got into it just... Um, just just when CDs were starting to, to fade, go away. And, yeah. we, and then we have lots of CDs, mm -hmm. but the, the, you can you know buy music like an iPad and other I mean, uh, right. iTunes and other. So uh, people can download off the website to right. whatever their device is that yeah. they listen to music on. So basically, we're selling the CDs pretty much at the Deerhead, or if someone wants them, they can get them. They can contact us, and we can send them to them. Mm -hmm. And obviously, uh, the recording artists are, are, are amenable to this, or they're involved in this, or, or yeah. partners. Yeah, we we um, we give them a, a chunk of change, and then we take over the sales and stuff. But uh, we give them so many that they can distribute mm -hmm. themselves or do whatever they I want. I would to think do. they'd yeah. want yeah, many oh, yeah, copies yeah. to do whatever they can. Yeah, and and the publicity is great for them. Um, the first one, I think the first one we recorded was uh, um, Guitar Trio. Bucky Pizzarelli, uh, who's a very famous guitarist, used to play there all the time, but he's uh, not getting around much anymore, so he's, he's not out playing. But he and Ed Lobb and uh, Walt Bibinger, who's a local guitar player, a great guitar player, the three of them were our first uh, album.
Here we go, live at the Deerhead Inn, the guitar trio of Ed Lobb on guitar and vocals, Walt Bippinger on guitar, and the great Bucky Pizzarelli on guitar. a few people who aren't with us anymore or whatever the case yeah. may be how do you see the next generation of the deerhead how, how do you see it evolving yeah that's an interesting question i'm not sure i'm trying to figure that out all the time um, because i mean you, you can't you have to attract an audience if you don't have an audience we can't exist uh so you're trying to fit we're constantly trying to figure out first of all i mean you want you want to keep the quality of musicianship so you but that isn't a problem. There's there's a ton of great musicians, but just picking ones that the audiences here will come see. Yeah. Well, I was thinking more about the musicians, though. I mean, I know you need an audience, but a lot of these people, the Coda Cats who started the Coda Cats, are, who are no longer with us. I mean, are people taking their places? Do we have younger people coming up and taking the the musicians' places at the Deerhead? Yeah. I I think right now we're in transition. I mean, for us, we've been there. We've been there 15 years, and um, like I said, Phil Phil died. Rick Chamberlain, who was really instrumental in Coda Cats and and musicianship, continuous continuous musicianship in the area, he died. Um, Bob, Bob Duro. Bob, Bob Duro. Recently. Yeah. yeah. All, all these great players who used to pack the place mm-hmm. when they played, and so now, yeah, we're, the transition is, for instance, Bill Sharlap when he comes now, Bill was one of Phil's um, piano players for, for years, but he was a lot younger, uh, and he's still, I mean, I think Bill's somewhere around 50 or so. He plays now, and he packs the place uh, because he's an amazing musician. Um, Do you think it'll stay with traditional jazz? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I, that's, unless somebody else buys it and decides to change it, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not gonna change it. <laughs> Uh, people say, yeah, you ought to have a, a blues festival. I say, well, you ought to have a blues festival. <laughs> uh, I'm sticking with jazz. mentioned the Coda Festival. Anything else goes on during the year, special events you want to tell us about? Well, we have a great New Year's Eve party. That's coming up. This this is like the 15th year. We always have, uh, it evolves. Bill Goodwin's always done the, the 
production and selects the musicians. For New Year's Eve, you're talking? Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's Bill Goodwin and the Resolutions, actually. Is the name oh, of the group. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's usually the same music and what, a special dinner or? It's always, the, the dinners change, yeah. The chef comes up with a, a menu. You just go to deerheadin.com and, and check it out. Is it one of those like one price deals or? Yeah. 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 Um, Package deal. Yeah, and, and the resolutions change. They're not always the same group of musicians, but uh, there's usually, it's usually a quintet. This year it's um, Bill on drums and Bill Washer, who, who um, runs the Thursday night jam session, which is a great time. Uh, he's the guitar player. I should just make a quick plug for the Thursday night jam session. It's, it, there's no cover. Uh, on that night, the other the other nights we have music. There's always a cover that ranges from ten to twenty, twenty-five dollars. So that's Friday, Saturday, and Friday, Saturday, Saturday nights. And Sunday, Sunday you start a little earlier, right? Yep, yeah. five, five to eight. Five to eight. But Thursday night, there's no cover, and it's a jam session. Does that mean anybody who wants to get up and play? Well, it's yeah. If you if you can call the tune and get up there and 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 play it, you can play. That was. Bill Goodwin started running the jam session initially, and then he handed it off to Spencer Reed, ran it for a while, and then um, now Bill Washer runs it. But his his deal was, and he's old school, and you can't you can't bring any music with you. You have to know the tune and get up and call it. Oh. And you know, then you have to be able to play it in the key that these musicians will play it with you in. Mm -hmm. And for the caliber of musicians that play there, that's not usually a problem, but you know, sometimes younger uh, or cats that aren't as schooled uh, can't do that. I mean, I can't always do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, So that's, that's the rule. So it's not your typical open mic that you might see at some other uh, places that have music that isn't necessarily jazz, where anybody who wants to can get up and it's do the real, whatever. It's a real jazz jam in the old school tradition of what a jazz jam is. All right, so I don't know, is there anything else you wanted to tell us about? Just come on out. It's it's a great hang. Um, you can go online and, and look up at, at deerheadin.com and look up the music schedule, find out who's playing there, or just call us at 570-424-2000 and uh, I'll give you the lineup over the phone. Mm -hmm. And you call <laughs> to make a reservation for dinner too as well, right? Right, the same yeah. Number. We uh, we encourage that, that you should make a reservation because sometimes people just show up and we don't have any seats for them because we're sold out, which is good for us, but it's kind of yeah. inconvenient for them. Right. Thanks, Denny. Have a wonderful Pocono morning, and thank you for listening to the Pocono Morning Podcast Series. We look forward to speaking with you soon. Thanks, Susan.